Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to season four of Confessions of a New Grad. This podcast is an ongoing story, so if you haven't listened to the first three seasons yet, I'd recommend starting there. Also, just a heads up, there's some swearing and adult themes in this show. Chapter 44. Everything. I wouldn't say that I woke up the next day because I never fell asleep. Maybe I got drowsy a few times, but mostly I just lay there, not moving, wondering why I wasn't happy. My book series had been featured on Inkblot, and Apollo wanted to buy a home for us. I'd spent so long wanting him to commit, and he had. So why did I feel so heavy and exhausted? I reached for my phone because that's how I started every day. I now had over 300 notifications on Inkblot, but what caught my eye was an email from their HQ titled, Monetization Opportunity. I opened it eagerly. Dear Brooklyn, congratulations on being featured on Inkblot. Our library now holds over 10 million titles, and our editors read through thousands each month in order to find fresh new voices to feature. Your series caught our attention and was a delight to read. As you are probably aware, your work is now being viewed and interacted with more than ever before. In order to support our authors, Inkblot offers monetization opportunities for texts that have a large audience. We are writing to you to ask if you are interested in monetization, and if so, which of our programs you would like to partake in. Please read through the attached document and let us know your thoughts. Sincerely, Priscilla Penn, Senior Editor at Inkblot. Monetization opportunity? This had to be too good to be true. I'd spent years trying to make money off writing. There was no way it was now going to happen literally overnight. I opened the documents and began to read. It looked like you could make money off Inkblot two ways. You could either insert advertisements and keep your story free, or offer a pay-per-read model. According to Inkblot, most authors chose a hybrid version, providing a free text to those who were willing to be interrupted by ads, and giving the ad-free version to paid subscribers. The amount of money I would earn from advertisements depended on how many views I got, but for the ad-free paid model, I could set my price from $3 to $15 per book. Regardless of which model I chose, Inkblot would take 30% and I would get the other 70. Considering that I wouldn't have an audience at all if they hadn't featured me, and given the horror stories I'd heard about book publishers exploiting authors and barely paying them anything for their work, I thought this sounded like a fair cut. I wrote back and said I would be interested in both options and asked about the next steps. Then I sat up and walked over to the balcony. It was a little gray today, which might have been depressing, but instead I found myself focusing on the one patch of blue in the sky and the sound of the seagulls flying over the water. Hey babe, 
Apollo came up behind me and put his arms around my waist. What are you smiling about? I told him. Brooklyn! He picked me up and spun me around. That's amazing! I knew you could do it. Let's not get too excited. Remember all the times I got rejected by literary agents? They wouldn't have reached out if you didn't have a big enough audience to make them money. He kissed me. Five years. Five years of writing. On evenings and weekends. You've worked so hard. And now you're finally getting rewarded for it. My face felt hot and I looked away. I had worked hard. Harder than I'd ever worked at anything. And there had been so many times when I wanted to quit. And in all honesty, I probably would have if that was an option, but it wasn't. Writing wasn't something I wanted to do. There were plenty of times I resented it. It was something I had to do. I could feel my fingers itching when we read classics at work, because they needed to get home and type out my own stories. And I still didn't know if mine were good stories. They weren't literary. They weren't the typical classics. They were just... mine for people like me. And mostly that meant young women. And even though I hated myself for it, I still thought a lot of the time that stories for young women weren't worth as much as the ones written for other people. Because even though my series on Inkblot was a fantasy, it was full of romance and it was frivolous and fun and lighthearted in ways that most canonized texts weren't. So even though I'd always wanted to, the idea that I could make money off my writing seemed to fall further and further out of the realm of possibility the longer I tried to make it happen. Oh, Brooklyn, stop being so sexist, Lana said, after I'd mentioned a little bit of this to her on my way home from work. I'd been individually texting her, Gemma, and Bree because the group chat had been dormant since Gemma and Lana's fight. I'm not being sexist. Um, saying that stories young women like aren't important is sexist. And ageist, too, actually. I'm a woman. Women can be sexist, too. It's not your fault, Brooklyn. Like, all of the greats you read for your English Lit degree were written by crusty old dudes. Of course that's going to seep into your subconscious. How dare you call Shakespeare, Hawthorne, and Poe crusty? Their work is legendary. Sure, they're great, but so were Jane Austen, Agatha Christie, and J.K. Rowling. And so are you. They're more popular fiction than literary fiction, I'd say. And what is wrong with being popular? Isn't that what you want, especially if you're trying to make money off ads and book reads? I want to be popular and critically acclaimed. Well, you're going to have to get over that, Brooklyn. I, for one, am manifesting you being a popular queen like Agatha Christie, rather than a starving artist whose work only makes money after you die. That is not opulent. I would hate that for you. Oh man, I love Agatha. Who doesn't? She's the best. Okay, I gotta go. I have a client. Talk to you later. Lana was right. I knew that. But maybe it was still my own insecurity. I just couldn't shake the feeling that I didn't deserve this. This series was my first story. And the first book, in retrospect, was embarrassingly bad. I hadn't had any idea how to engage an audience, and the plot was rambling at best. But because it was a series, it was the first book people would have to read if they wanted to get into it. I was worried it would turn people off before they got to the good parts. I did think the story got better over time. By the third book, the writing was passable, and I was really proud of the one I'd just finished. But man, I wished I could go back and fix the others. So? Apollo asked. So what? Have you heard back from the Inkblot people? Not yet. I only responded to them like ten hours ago. How much money do you think you'll make? 
I have no idea. How many views are you getting? That should give us an idea. I don't know how to check that. Let me see. He reached for my phone. Apollo, relax. Let's just eat dinner. But I want to know how much you're going to be making. So do I, but they don't put that stuff on their website. We'll just have to wait and see what they respond to my email. What about that document they sent you? Can I read it? Fine. I opened it and grudgingly passed him my phone. He read through it while we ate in silence. Doesn't say anything about how much you'll make, just percentages. I know. Why are you so irritated? Because you're asking me stuff I don't know yet. And I told you I have to wait to hear back from them, and I already read that document this morning, and all it said was percentages, but nothing about how much I personally would make. But you didn't believe me or thought I missed it or something. That's annoying. I'm just trying to be supportive. Well, then be patient. That would be supportive. I have been patient, Brooklyn. It's been five years. Sorry if I got excited that you might actually make some money soon. I've always made money. I meant from writing. I told you from the beginning I might never make money from writing. I know, but I don't think I realized how hard that would be for us. For us or for you? I make fine money from teaching, and I've never let you pay for anything from me even though you've offered. I know, I know, and that's great, but beyond that, Brooklyn, if this inkblot thing pans out, maybe we can use the extra money for a mortgage or down payment. Sometimes authors get like 100k for a book deal. They're not going to offer me 100k up front. This is more like YouTube ads. It's going to be a pay-per-view basis. So, how much will it be? I don't know. Like I said, they need to get back to me. It's just, this place in Langley isn't going to be there forever. Apollo, I don't want to live in Langley. I know, babe, but what if you came and saw it with me? We could go tomorrow. I need to mark a bunch of tests after work tomorrow, and what is the point of going to see it? I think once you see it, you'll like it. I won't like it. Why are you being so closed-minded about this? Did you even open the link of photos I sent you this morning? No. Why not? Because it's in Langley, and I've told you so many times I don't want to live there. Why don't you listen to me? Why don't you listen to me when I just suggest you come see it? You've known I hate the suburbs since the beginning, Apollo. I just thought that was you being young. Everyone has to move to the suburbs eventually. Or they can have a little less space and stay in the city. Brooklyn, unless you've made over a million dollars on this inkblot thing, there is no way we can buy a house in the city. I'm happy to rent. I've told you. But you want to buy, so that's why I suggested an apartment. We've been through this. I don't want an apartment. And I don't want to live in the suburbs. We glared at each other, breathing heavily. It's not fair of you to refuse to even go see the place. I know I don't want to live there. Going would be a waste of time. I really think you'll feel differently once you see it. I won't. Okay, okay, I hear you. Just come see it, and then if you hate it, I won't bring it up again. It's not that I hate it, it's that I don't want to live there. Okay, I get it, I hear you, but for my own sanity, come with me and then I'll drop it, okay? Okay, fine. Great, tomorrow? I'll pick you up from work and we can go fast so that you're back in time to mark your essays. Sounds good, I said, even though it didn't. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So we went. He showed me how much space we'd have, how close it was to schools, How it was only a 10-minute drive to the grocery store, or a 15-minute drive to a few chain restaurants, and only a 45-minute drive to his office and my school. Essentially, it was a drive to everywhere. It's only 45 minutes without too much traffic, the realtor said, but a lot of people here go into work early and do a workout class in the morning or something to avoid the rush. We could do a hit class or something together, Apollo said excitedly. I pretended to be admiring the view of the hundreds of other houses that looked exactly like the one we were in, and didn't respond. Well, what do you think? he asked as we drove back. It's nice. See, I knew you'd like it. I'd totally live in a place like that, if it wasn't in Langley. Brooklyn. I'm sorry, Apollo, I just don't want to be all the way out there. Look at the time. What? It's almost 7 o'clock because we got stuck in traffic on the way out there. It'll be 8 by the time we get home, and I have a ton of essays to mark. Okay, I'm sorry. I know today wasn't the best day, but we had to see it ASAP. That's the point, Apollo. Every day will be like this if we move into that house. What do you mean? We will have no time. Why? Because we'll spend all of it driving. Look at this traffic. We'll work around it. I think the idea of driving into the city early is doable. I huffed. What does that mean? Doable for you, Apollo. You love waking up at 5 a.m. I do not. Well, if you want a carpool, we'll have to figure something out, and going early does make the most sense. I felt dizzy. It makes sense if we move out there, but... Brooklyn, where else are we going to live? You really want to live in that little apartment in English Bay forever? No, but you're acting like those are our only two options. They are our only two options. What about another apartment? We don't have to be right downtown. We could probably get something on ground level in East Van or Mount Pleasant or Kitts or North Van or... Everywhere is insanely expensive. There are apartments we could get for the same price as that Langley house. Brooklyn apartments aren't a good investment. Why would we buy one of those when we could get a house? Because we want to enjoy our lives? I would enjoy living in that Langley place. I wouldn't. This is just what people do when they grow up, Brooklyn. My parents lived in condos my whole life. Okay, well, you grew up in Singapore. It's different. Canada doesn't have massive family-sized condos. They weren't massive condos. They were three bedrooms. My brothers shared a room. I don't want to cram our family into a condo. What family? Apollo, there's only the two of us right now. Can't we worry about the space thing later? Well, obviously we'll need to upsize once we have kids, but this Langley place gets us into the market. We can always sell it when we need something bigger. Please just think about it, Brooklyn. I tossed and turned all night. Was I being unreasonable? 
immature, out of touch? Was this just something everyone had to do when they grew up? I looked over at Apollo sleeping next to me. I loved him so much. I wanted him to have everything he wanted. Why was I being such a bitch? You're not being a bitch, Gemma said, waving her finger crossly at me. I feel like a bitch, I said, taking a sip of the wine she just poured me. I had just come over to her place after work. You just have a different idea of what you want than he does, but it's not wrong. Neither of you are wrong. But maybe my way doesn't make sense. Why not? I mean, buying a place, kids, marriage, none of that is really on my radar right now. What's wrong with that? You're only in your late 20s. I know, but it is on his, and I feel like he's getting impatient. And I feel so bad. I don't want to waste his time. You love him, right? Of course I do. Then you're not wasting his time. But how do we make this work? We both want such different things. She gave me a sad look over her wine glass. I don't know. When I got back from Gemma's, Apollo was making dinner. Oh, thanks so much, I said, sitting down. You didn't have to do that. I don't mind, he said, looking as though he did mind, as he placed a salmon filet and some rice on my plate. Were you out writing? No, I went to see Gemma. Oh. Is that not okay? Well, it's just, I know you have a lot on your plate, and I understand that after a day of teaching and writing, you don't want to come home and cook. And you know I don't mind doing more of the cooking, but I'd rather do it because you're out working, not because you're having wine with Gemma. I appreciate you cooking, but I've told you I'm happy to just get takeout or eat like a frozen pizza or whatever when I'm busy. But that's not healthy. Yeah, well, I can't do everything perfectly, Apollo. But health should be like the number one thing. Are you trying to tell me I'm fat or something? No, Brooklyn. You know you look amazing. But it's not just about how you look. Health is important for all kinds of things. Apollo, I am healthy. I'm just also fine with eating out sometimes. I can't have my life revolve around what's for dinner like you can. Do you think I enjoy constantly figuring out what to eat when I'm busy too? No, I just think you care a bit more about it than I do, so it's worth it for you, which is fine, but it's not worth it for me, so please stop trying to rope me in with you. I've told you, if you're going to resent making me food, then please don't. Just make it for yourself and I'll eat out. That's just dumb, though. I might as well make food for us both. It's not worth it if this happens every time. Why can't you just meet me halfway on this? We can go grocery shopping together. It'll be fun. Because I'm tired, Apollo. I teach all week. I write on the evenings and weekends. Please don't make me feel guilty for wanting to see my friend today for a few hours after work. You know I have no problem with you seeing your friends. Well, it seems like you do have a problem. Only because I'm picking up the slack at home. I pushed my plate of food toward him. Here, eat this for lunch or something tomorrow. I'm going to go get sushi. Brooklyn, come on, he said, pulling me back. Just eat the salmon. I don't want it, Apollo. I appreciate you making it, but I didn't ask you to. And I've told you, I've told you so many times, if this is how you're going to be when you cook for me, I'd rather you didn't. I just want to take care of you, Brooklyn. I just want you to have everything that you want. I want that for you, too. So how do we make that happen? Well, I heard from Inkblot. They said it's tough to give exact numbers, but based on my views, they think I'll make about 2000 a month. Brooklyn, that's incredible. I tried to smile, but I couldn't. It was incredible. It was what I'd been working for for years. 
It wasn't enough to live off of, but it was money, and not an insubstantial amount. It paid rent and probably half my food and other living expenses. And yet, I felt miserable. Because I knew exactly what Apollo was going to want to do with the money. This changes everything, he said, dashing off to his laptop. We can probably afford something even bigger if we use that toward our mortgage payments. Apollo. I'll set up a meeting with the realtor for this weekend. Apollo. He didn't even look up. What? That money is an estimate, and I have no guarantee I'll keep making that each month. It depends on how many people buy and view the book. Okay, but it's a decent estimate, and I can help you out if you ever have a bad month or something. Apollo. If we do a five-year fixed mortgage rate, that'll give us... Apollo. I feel like maybe we could swing it if we do variable. Rates are pretty good right now. Apollo, I don't want to spend the money on a bigger house in Langley. He finally looked up. Oh. I was thinking maybe I could talk to Mary and see if I could only teach four days a week instead of five next term. Wait, you want to work less? I want to teach less and write more. But then... Your income would basically be the same as it is now. Yeah, but to be a part-time writer. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, actually. Sorry, I just got excited. And maybe, I mean, if you have more time to write, your income will probably just keep going up, which is exciting. I mean, hopefully, but I just don't know. But you're going to try, right? Of course I'm going to try. I just can't guarantee anything. But we can estimate, he said, pulling up a spreadsheet on his computer. If you're making 2000 now, how long do you think it'll take for you to write another book? Probably less than a year if you can start teaching part-time, right? What do you think, six months? I, maybe. Okay, so six months per book, and let's assume each book has the same readership. Well, probably less. Why would it be less? Because they're sequels, people drop off. And after the next two, I'm going to do a new series, and I have no idea if the people who liked the first series will want to read the next one. But they probably will, right? I have no idea. I'm sure they will. I closed my eyes. I was feeling lightheaded again. What's wrong? I'm going to go lie down. Now? Come on, this is exciting. I don't feel good. Why? This is your dream. It's coming true. Why would you not feel good? Because I'm not a machine. I'm not a fortune teller. I don't know if I can pump out a new book once every six months. I don't know if people will like it. I don't even know if people are going to keep reading the ones they're currently reading. I have no idea. I can't give you these definite answers. I'm not an engineer. I don't have a salary that goes up every year. I'm not you, Apollo. Okay, okay, I get it. No, you don't. You're not listening. You haven't been listening for days. I told you I don't want to live in Langley. I told you I don't want to go see the place. I told you I didn't want to live there after you made me go see it. How on earth does that all add up to me wanting to spend my new income on an even bigger house in a place I don't want to live? He blinked at me. I'm sorry. I just... I want us to figure it out. Maybe we can't figure it out. What? I want to be in the city. You want to be in the suburbs. Neither of us is willing to change our mind. How do we figure that out? I don't know. I just know that we will. How? Because we love each other and we want to be together. You do want to be together, don't you? I looked away from him. Brooklyn. I don't know. His amber eyes filled with pain. You don't know? 
I thought I did, but Apollo, I don't know how to fix this. You must have been having doubts too. He stood up and went into our bedroom. I sat there for several minutes, wondering if he'd just abandoned the conversation. Then he returned, a small black box in his hand. My chest felt tight. What is that? What do you think it is? Apollo, I told you I'm not ready. I know. That's why I haven't done it. But I have this. I've had it for over a year. I can't return it. I don't want to return it. That's how sure I am about you. His words were like invisible strings pulling at my heart. And they hurt. I loved him so much. This was everything I should want. So why did the thought of marrying him make me feel so trapped? I don't want to rush you. I'll put this away. But Brooklyn, I haven't had doubts. I know we can figure this out. I know I want you. Do you want me? I... I love you. That doesn't answer my question. I just don't know. He nodded and stood up again. Where are you going? I need to get some air, he said. Apollo, please don't leave right now. Do you want to be with me, Brooklyn? I do, but I'm scared that we don't want the same things. If we want each other, then we want the same things. It's not that simple, Apollo. He shook his head, threw on a coat, and shut the front door. I sat there stunned until I heard rain falling heavily outside. Surely he'd be back soon, but he wasn't. I waited and waited, but Apollo didn't come home. Thanks for listening. That's it for this episode. If you want to find out what happens next right now, subscribe in Apple Podcasts to binge all 10 episodes ad-free. Otherwise, the next episode will be out on Monday. If you're enjoying the show, please consider giving it five stars on Apple and Spotify, writing a review, posting it on social media, and telling a friend. This is an independent podcast, so stuff like that really helps get the word out and support the show. Confessions of a New Grad is written, narrated, and produced by me, Greta Craig. Thank you to the Canada Council for the Arts for supporting seasons three and four. For exclusive news and bonus content, you can follow the show on Instagram at newgradpodcast. Music is licensed through Musicbed and Soundstripe libraries. You can find the soundtracks in the episode descriptions. Artwork and script editing are by Rebecca Montgomery.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.